0: This is the GOAT Level Podcast with your host, the GOAT, the legend, the hero, Van Pugh. I gotta start this episode off by saying that the caps, all cap. I can't believe I'm starting the rant already. The season ain't even over. But come on, man. The caps, all cap. Look at the standings. How many games behind the the Islanders? <laughs> the Islanders have 83 points. The Caps just lost. They just lost to the Penguins after coming back from down 3-0. They came back from down 3-0. And we make one mistake where Mulkin steals a pass right outside of our zone. And he gets basically a clean path. To our goalie and he scores. Game over. Loss. Welp. Game over. It's a wrap. It's over. I can't believe it. I'm so spoiled as a Caps fan. Because I'm used to the Caps being in the playoffs. And now it doesn't look like they're going to the playoffs. They did all they could do, but just too many injuries, too many injuries, and less than subpar subpar play. It just all caught up with the Cavs. You know, Backstrom was out for half the season. We lost. Uh, we lost Carlson for a good amount of time. Ovi dealt with the death of his father, and he was out sometimes. And just little injuries here and there. And then, you know, we traded Orloff and half uh, and Hathaway. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know what they're going to do from here. The core is getting older. We just didn't make the playoffs. What are they going to do? rebuild (laughs) it's just sad he just lost to the penguins we had him bro dylan strome when dylan strome scored that goal it was a nice little uh backhand it was oh it was so soft you know it was you know it was it was so soft it was like a the opposite of a pot pies biscuit (laughs) but it was so soft man you could you could feel it it was like a It was like like a pillow, (laughs) but seriously, it was in there. It was so beautiful, you know, chef's kiss, wah, and I thought, you know, we're going to overtime, we're going to steal this game, and then Malkin happened, and then Malkin just made me realize, once again, the Caps are all cap, and it is a wrap. And it was a trap to get all excited about the Caps. <laughs> and that was a little bit of poetry right there. Off the top, off the top. I don't even know what a pad is these days. The Caps be all cap, man. And it's disappointing. And we lose to the Penguins of all people. The Penguins. Who are also fighting for a playoff spot. I'm sick. I am sick. Lost to our bitter rivals in humiliating fashion on national TV in front of Emily Kaplan. Sick. Come on, man, you loafing. Anyway, what what else, man? Oh oh oh, some some. Okay, I'll probably speak more about college basketball next week. Maybe with Zach. But anyway, uh, with the college, I'm just keep this brief. UConn look like they're gonna win the tournament. They've blown everybody out. Listen, they had a, a rough first half versus Iona. Ever since then, coasted, killed Iona in the second half. Then they turn around, killed Saint Mary's. Then, then they destroyed. Um, whoever the heck they played after that it, it, it didn't matter right <laughs> it didn't matter they smoked they smoked whoever after that arkansas they smoked arkansas by almost 30 they're beating gonzaga right now by 30 this team listen i i guess i see what the hype is they got size they play great defense they score with ease Ayo, hey, 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 Dan Hurley just went off. They up 30, and UConn just had a, a pitiful turnover. And Dan Hurley was pissed. I like you up 30, boy. Relax. <laughs> Maybe that's what makes them great. I'm crying, man. It's too easy. They making it look very easy. The only team left in this tournament that could possibly beat them is is um Texas, because they can match them with size, and they have the guard play. It's just, can they do it? Ooh! Man, that Hawkins kid from DeMatha, I didn't even know he's from DeMatha. He missed the dunk, got the rebound, then made a three. Man, this team winning the whole thing. Every Everything's on their side, bro. It's a wrap. Jesus. Terrible way for Timmy to end his career, but... You ran into the realest, and that is the illest. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, KSU choked against Florida Atlantic. Um, They couldn't grab a rebound when they needed it. They couldn't make a free throw when they needed it. Too much ISO ball at the end of the game, and I don't know what that last play was where – Marquise Noel decided to stop taking logo threes when he really needed to take a logo three with five seconds to go. That's all you had time to do. That was the time to do it. But you got locked. You got locked up by Davis, number one. And it's just it's just sad. I wanted K State to win. The coach is a great guy. And the team is so fun to watch. And Marquise Noel had a heck of a tournament. They just they fell short. And i I was I was devastated. But it just is what it is. It ain't my team. And they're a conference rival at the end of the day. It's just it's just very disappointing how they went out. I felt like K State definitely could have won that game. If I mean, come on, they forced 22 turnovers, giving up. I think at one point, they gave up a 15 to one run. It just blows my mind how that happened. It just blows my mind how they didn't execute down the stretch. It almost happened against Michigan State, but they got away with it. They didn't get away with it against FAU. Unbelievable, man. It's a shame. I wanted to see them in the final four, but hey, congrats to FAU. I'm like they shouldn't even be there because Memphis should have won that game. I was there. I watched it. Memphis made all the clutch plays. They even they even corrected their turnover and got the timeout, but they didn't they wasn't they wasn't granted the timeout by the refs. And that is why we're sitting here with FAU in the final four. But props to FAU for taking advantage of that situation. You know, by beating FDU, that was a tough game. By beating Tennessee with a ridiculous second half, and then against Kansas State, you know, they just hung in there. They just hung in there. Elijah Martin, who had that that sick um, windmill 360 dunk he almost made against Farley Dickinson, he was making threes. He wasn't making anything against Farley Dickinson, which is shocking. Like him and number 50, they didn't play that well against Farley Dickinson. So I kind of wrote them off. But they showed up big against Kansas State. And number 11, number 11 was a no-show. I guess the oldest guy on the team. He was a no-show in Columbus. He was huge against Kansas State. I guess this just shows you how much depth they got. And it shows that they had more guys step up compared to Kansas State. I could talk about the Sweet 16 and whatever Elite 8 to come, but whatever. Houston and Alabama's out. Oh, I'm done looking at brackets. It's over. (laughs) My whole Final Four is gone. (laughs) UCLA lost. And now the teen they lost to Gonzaga is getting cooked by UConn. Bruh, it's over, bruh. It's over. No number one seed. And I'ma skip the women talk, even though that was wow. It, even though that's been that's been fun to watch too. Anyway, man, back to the other stuff. Uh so CeeDee Chauncey Gardner Johnson is going to the Lions. And I'm hurt. I found out. Ironically, I found out. While I was watching FAU versus Farley Dickinson. And I was hurt, man. Why? Now, okay, I don't know if this is true. But if the Eagles offered him three years, $24 million, with $17 million in his last year. I can see why he would turn that down. Because, okay, what? You get paid $3.5 million for two years, right? When that $17 million kick in and Jalen Hurts gets his money, they're almost for certain going to cut you unless you're the best safety in the league. So I get that, but I don't know what's true and what's not true. You know what I'm saying? Anything could happen in that negotiation. All I know is he's not an eagle anymore. And he was one of my favorite acquisitions. I'm hurt, man. You know what I'm saying? He always flying around the football. He had a nose for creating turnovers. He had all the big hits, especially the ones in the Super Bowl. Man, I wanted him on that defense. And all the Eagles fans wanted him back. I'm not going to lie. Some of the Eagles fans did. Some of the Eagles fans did. Switch up on him. He kind of switched up on us too. You know. But you know. There's some hurt feelings on both sides. At the end of the day man. I wish him the best. You know. He's on a one year prove it deal. Which I'm like. So once again. Why couldn't we make this happen? (laughs) What happened? I felt like. CD should be back with the Eagles. But yet. It's not happening. He's a lion. How do we allow this to happen? So our answer to this is we shine Tremaine Edmonds. From a outside glance, from a quick glance, it's like he's okay. From a glance, I mean, he's solid. I don't think – I don't want to sit up here and say that's a slight downgrade. Because I don't know much about him. we just going to have to see. Okay? So he's on a one-year deal with the Eagles. Okay. Cool. Let's see how that goes. Um, I'm just going to have to live with it. I'm going to have to look at some of his stats. I'm going to have to look at some of his highlights. Because I don't know much about him. Other than, I don't know, the Washington sitcoms looking at him. He wasn't that bad for the Steelers, and um, yeah, I guess he's the replacement. I'm trying to look at it. Terrell Edmonds, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. Anyway, the other free agent. So I talked about Hargrave. That one hurt. He had like 11 sacks, and he was a big part of our D-line, but he wasn't that great against the run. Andre Dillard. First round pick that I never really liked. I never really liked that pick. Now he's gone. You know, riddled with injuries. He had a lot of potential, but too many injuries. And then Malada just exploded on the scene and just made him irrelevant. So he he just had to go. It made sense. You know, good for him. He got paid by Tennessee. Let's see what he does blocking for Derrick Henry. Uh, Miles Sanders with Carolina um that's another gut punch I wanted him back I actually like Miles Sanders but just watching this guy man and how inconsistently we used him and how unhappy he was sometimes I was just like especially what happened in the Super Bowl how he got hurt and then we barely used him after that it just felt like he was gone it doesn't it didn't look like we was going to pay him the amount of money he wanted. He got 4 years 25 million from Carolina. That's great for him. It's sad that he's gone. You know, he did great things for us and I love using him on Madden. I would I give him the ball 15 20 times on Madden in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. That's crazy, man. Somalu's going to Pittsburgh and it's like I mean he he's one of the weaker guys on our O-line. Like I said, we we'll love to have him, but you know it is what it is. It is what it is. Um I guess congrats to Pittsburgh. You get someone from our amazing offensive line. Uh apparently that's better than what y'all had. We'll see. TJ Edwards going to Chicago. And I'm like, okay, he was one of our better linebackers. But our linebackers, there was room for improvement. They were good, but were not great. Same thing with Kazir White. He was pretty good. Now he's going to Arizona. All right. Epps is a rotational piece. Whatever. He, he was good, but not great. Like those three guys, good, but not great. It'd be great to have them, but eh, whatever. Pascal's going to Arizona. I didn't even know that. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Well, we don't need him. I read his stats like two two or three shows ago. He was irrelevant. Okay. Goddard was our third receiver pretty much. And he was a tight end. Okay. Fine. Long story short, we couldn't keep everybody. Gardner Minshew is going to the Colts. He's following. It makes sense. He's following Steichen. Fine. So he's going to back up whatever rookie quarterback they draft, because they're probably going to draft a rookie. Or if they want to run it with Gardner Minshew, that would be hilarious. If they want to run it with Gardner Minshew and um, <laughs> uh, Gardner Minshew and Sam Ellinger. <laughs> oh, man. You got to love the shorthorns. If you want to run it with those two, go ahead, be my guest. I don't think it's going to turn out that well for you. Oh, okay. Now, about the people that the Eagles did get, we kept Kelsey. That's big. We extended Lane Johnson. That's big. Those are two best linemen. We somehow got a deal done with Darius Slay, and that's huge. We got Bradbury and Slay. So we got our outside locked up. We lose Epps and Gardner-Johnson. But we get greedy Williams, we got greedy Williams, Terrell Edmonds, Justin Evans from New Orleans. So we got so we got C.J. Gardner Johnson's replacement from New Orleans, and now he replaces him in Philly. <laughs> like that's weird, but it, that's fine. I don't know how these guys are gonna do. Whatever. I I don't know they, they're gonna greedy Williams caught that. I think no, that was Grant Delpit. I was about to say Greedy Williams caught that interception and get the wash against the Washington sitcom. But anyway, boy, I can't wait, boy. This is gonna be fun. Um, we got Marcus Mariota. That's an upgrade from Gardner Minshew, especially since he runs two, like Jalen Hurts. So that's a little bit of an upgrade. Y'all sleeping on that. And I don't know how we re sign Fletcher Cox. I just don't know how. He he just, he keeps hanging on, man. Because we almost got rid of him two years ago. So now, sign him for $14 million last year. Now $10 million this year. Man, oh man. This got to be the last dance. This got to be a Michael Jordan type of last dance. Somebody get the cameras. Let's make a documentary. This got to be Fletcher Cox's last dance. So these guys, and we got Brandon Graham, same thing. You know, it's got to be these these guys' last dance. And it's cool, man. It's cool. It's cool. Let's see how it goes. So these guys, let's see what they do. I like the moves in free agency. They ain't bad, especially now that I see that they, you know, address some key losses we had, some downgrades, some slight upgrades. And the draft hasn't even started yet. There's no telling who they're going to get in the draft. We got the number 10 pick. And the number 30 pick. Y'all in trouble. Two first round picks. Not one, but two. What it do? Y'all in trouble. It's a wrap. Anyway, man. All right, what's next on this list? Okay, so before all the tournament games, I went to the Sixers and the Cavs. And once again, Joel and Be put on a show. This dude is unbelievable. This guy, what is a double team to this guy? He spun off a double team, stepped through the third defender and laid it up. No foul. Bruh. What? This guy is like seven, what? Seven two? What is he, seven feet tall? This guy, shot clock running down. Step back three off the glass. Damn! (laughs) Damn! Oh, (laughs) man. This guy... This guy just makes it so easy. He can do so much at seven foot tall. He's like Hakeem Olajuwon, mutated. What? On God. This guy, man, is the truth. For real. And yet, still, the Cavs and Sixers, that game had everything you can imagine it had all the drama, it had the back and forth, the big runs. Man, Harden had another, you know, double-double, double-digit m- double assist type of game. Embiid went off. Uh, Karis LeVert. Karis LeVert had, I think he had like 26. Of course, you know, Donovan Mitchell is going to show up. Um, Evan Mobley had a big game. It's just Darius Garland had a below-average game. But they were still in it. It's just that the Sixers pulled away. They were too much. I mean, it's tough to beat a team like that. They were on a roll. They were on a big winning streak. But, man. Oh, and that foul call where Embiid fouled out on an offensive foul. Um, At first glance, I thought it was definitely a foul. But the more I watched the replay, the more I was like, Evan Evan Mobley flopped. I was like, there is no way that little baby chicken wing sent this man flying all the way to the baseline where the cameras are. Let's be serious now. Let's be honest. Um, it's just that call could've went either way. Letter of the law, he MB did kinda a little bit. Had his forearm up a little bit, but Mobley flopped. And that was very controversial on Twitter and on the talk shows. But at the end of the day, man, it it was a big call because, oh, and also MB made the bucket. They had to count the bucket once they reversed the call. So they go up five instead of being down three, instead of being up three, No, the Sixers go up five instead of being just up three with Embiid out. That was huge. All I know is I hope this is a playoff game, but the way things are going and the way the Sixers are winning and how the the Cavs are pretty much locked in the fourth spot, it's probably not going to happen. It's a shame because that was a really good game. I wanted to see the Cavs and Wizards, but it was a good idea going to that one instead. These are real serious teams, not teams that are not playing well, and the fan base want them to tank. Talking about the Wizards because the Wizards got smacked in Cleveland two days later. We they had the roughest back to back. They had to play against Cleveland at Cleveland. That's knew that was gonna be a tough game. The Cavs are a legit playoff team. Then we had to come back home and play against the Kings. Lost by 20 points again. And you know what's sad about both of these games? We had our quote-unquote big 3 playing in both games. You have got to be kidding me, man. You you cannot catch a break. Can barely get all 3 of these guys on the court. And then when we do, we still lose. Unbelievable. The only games this team has won since winning at Atlanta on, what was that, February 28th? The only games this team has won since then, beat Detroit twice. I was at the second Detroit game. Detroit barely had anybody. And the first Detroit game, you only won by a game-winning tip-in. Yeah, that was crazy. And you beat San Antonio last night. It was a one-point game at the end of three. I don't know what's happening with this team, man. Everyone's healthy. There is no more excuses. But, you know, you know what, man? Well, who did we lose to recently? I don't know, man. It's just that, oh, the Nuggets. Yeah, we lost to the Nuggets on the 22nd. A game I wanted to go to, thank God I didn't, got cooked. And, of course, the injuries have come back. Kuzma and Bill didn't even play against San Antonio. And now half the fan base, the half the fan base wants the Wizards to tank for Wambinana or Scoot Henderson because they have lost all hope. The Wizards are two and a half games out of the plan. Despite me being all negative right now, I say to you, the Wizards should still go for the playing spot. You are closer to this playing spot than you are the top three of the draft lottery. I am telling you right now, Victor Wembanya and Scoot Henderson—they're either going to Houston, Orlando, Detroit, or San Antonio. They are not coming to the Wizards. I promise. I know. It's no point of taking tanking outside of those two. Brandon Miller, I don't know about him. I'm sure he got potential, but I don't know. The Thompson twins, they're young, they're athletic. Still, that's still gonna be a project. We could just build a team around them and trade Bill. I don't, I don't trust it. Uh Uh-uh. They're gonna need some time to mature. So, but realistically. I think we're going to pick about 6th or 7th because I keep running the draft lottery through Tankathon, and that's where we keep ending up. So in that case, we'll draft Jairus Walker or Grady Dick. And that's it's it's pretty much going to be a similar draft pick to Denny Avia and Moore and Johnny Davis. Just, you know, rotational wing players that – are pretty much going to be role players in the wizard system. That's where we're headed. Let's be real. So we might as well just go for this play-in. Let's quit talking about tanking, please. Two and a half games out. If we can win five or seven somehow, some way, I know one of the games, one of the last games against the Rockets, but also one of the games we have is against the Celtics. And the Raptors. No, we play the Raptors. That's a very important game because that's one of the teams that's ahead of us in the play-in standings. That's a very important game. That's a de facto elimination game. You got to have that. Boston, I don't know. I'm pretty sure they're going to play everybody. That's going to be a tough game for us. Houston at the end of the season, if we can get to a point, Where we have one game to get into the play-in tournament. And that last game is against the Rockets on Easter Sunday. I like our chances. And we're at home? Come on, man. Come on, man. Don't make this Easter Sunday game meaningless, dog. Come on, man. This play-in is right there for the taking, man. Chicago don't want it like that. They ain't like that. They probably going to get swept by the Lakers. With LeBron coming back? Man, get up out of here, son. <laughs> it is definitely there for the taking. I don't want to tank just yet. What is tanking going to do? These, even if we do somehow get Victor or Scoot, it's still no promises. And... They're going to need at least a year or two to grow and mature. Listen, the Thompson Twins, Scoot, Victor, they're really young. They're teenagers. It's going to take a minute, bro. I'm just saying. Even Brandon Miller. Brandon Miller is like, what, 20? And y'all have got to be kidding me right now. Oh, my God. (laughs) Ayo, man. All right. I guess I'll end it by talking about this. The WBC. The WBC. I avoided it for so long. I faded it. I was like, you know what? I'm not watching baseball till the Nats start playing. But, you know, they kept showing highlights. They kept talking about it on Twitter. And then I saw the USA was doing really well, and their lineup was loaded. I mean, I'm looking at some of these rosters, and especially looking at the USA roster, I don't know how you lose with a roster like this. I know the pitching was just okay. I mean, but as far as your, your fielders and outfielders, I mean, come on. JT Realmuto. Will Smith, Pete Alonso, Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldsmith, Trey Turner, Mookie Betts, Kyle Swarber, Mike Trout. <laughs> Look, I will take those guys against anybody. That's like, that's, that's, man, that's some of the best people in the All Star game. You got pretty much an All Star team as batters. Are you kidding me? I know the Dominican lineup was crazier, though. They had Julio Rodriguez. They had Juan Soto. They had Johnny Cueto. Bro, that team... Now, that team was loaded. I don't know how they didn't make it. I don't know how they didn't make the knockout round. That just... Wow. That just really blows my mind. Uh, Also, what was I going to say? What what, what was I... uh, We beat Venezuela, and Venezuela... Their roster was pretty lit. I mean, I mean, come on, they had Pablo Lopez. <laughs> they had Pablo Lopez pitching. They had uh, Salvador Perez. They had Jose Altuve, who unfortunately got hurt. Eugenio Suarez, Gleyber Torres, Ronald Acuna. Some of these squads were loaded, and in USA, I felt like still had arguably the best roster. But I guess Japan's pitching won out; they were too much, and of course, they were led by, uh, they were led by. Well, they had Yu Darvich, which was crazy in and of itself. They had Shohei Otani, who's arguably one of the best players in the league, and you know they had Lars Bar. So, those guys were too much. I don't know who most of these guys are, but they killed it in the tournament, and they beat Team USA. And I'm just shook, man. I thought for sure we had it in the bag. But obviously, Japan was just on fire, and they have they have a living legend on their team, Shohei Ohtani. So, what, what can you do? But, you know world baseball classic made a lot of headlines obviously for the exciting play trey turner went crazy you know what i'm saying i wish he was still a NAT, but unfortunately he's in philly i'm just gonna have to live with that but it was exciting but people got hurt or tuve got hurt my man yo my man from the mets my man from the mets got hurt you know and i'm just like yeah, Diaz, right? Yeah, he, he got... Yeah, Ed, Edwin Diaz, right? <laughs> Bro, this is crazy. Anyway, basically, man, your man from the Mets got hurt. He's out for a season. And that just started basically a two-day debate about how meaningless the World Baseball Classic is, even though... Even though Reese Hoskins got hurt in spring training. And people get hurt in spring training all the time. But, you know, your man from the Mets, the closer from the Mets, I know that was huge because they just paid him a lot of money and he was arguably the best closer in the league. You know what I'm saying? I, I got tired of hearing the trumpet, but still, he didn't deserve to get hurt like that. It I was just absolutely crushed for this guy. Unbelievable how he got hurt. It's crazy that when I record these shows, I just up and forget names this quickly. It's it's a shame. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's really unfortunate how this guy got hurt. It really it really was. Yeah, Edwin Diaz. I, I knew it. I knew it. I knew that was his name. Anyway, he got hurt and people just crapping on the WBC, but yeah, um, it was dope. I probably I should have watched more of it. I definitely should have watched more of it. I slept on it. I mean, it was in the middle of March Madness, so that kind of made me put it on the back burner. But it turned out well. I wish the USA would have won. They should have won. They were loaded. They had a dream they had a dream lineup of batters. Maybe the pitchers we didn't have all of our best pitchers, but batters, oh my god, they were loaded. I thought that was enough, but you know, it kind of went like me in fantasy baseball two seasons ago. I had what? At Juan Soto, I had Vlad Jr, I had Bryce Harper. I had um man, I was loaded. I think I had Kyle Swarber. Bro, I wish you would have seen that lineup. Yet, the pitching wasn't there, and I lost in a close one, in the championship. It was kind of like that. (laughs) That's how they went out. That's how Team USA went out. It is what it is, man. But, you know, glad I got this second episode out. Either... It's going to be minimal to no editing. I'm going to just tell you this right now. But it is what it is. GoatLevelTease.com for all things Goat Level. Yeah, hopefully another March Madness episode. Maybe another March Madness or two March Madness episodes after this. But, yeah, GoatLevelTease.com for all things Goat Level. is Mr. Van Pugh. You already know that I'm out. Peace. Psych! I lied. I gotta talk about the DC Defenders. I almost forgot, man. I almost forgot. Five and and0 heading into the big matchup versus the Roughnecks. Now the Roughnecks, for whatever reason, couldn't score on the Seattle, the Sea Dragons or whatever they called. They couldn't. They couldn't score on them for whatever reason. And Seattle's defense is just okay. And also, they threw another three interceptions. Like, I don't know how you don't take advantage of that. You know your offense is loafing when you couldn't take advantage of that. Seattle is okay, but it's definitely a team that Houston could have beat. So Houston comes into our big Monday night matchup with a loss. I got my ticket. I will for sure be there, barring any unforeseen circumstances I'll be there, ready to go. I cannot wait. Skipping basketball for this. It should be fun. Hopefully DC wins and they go on to be 6 and 0. Um it's amazing how they beat the Battlehawks. They had two really big runs. They had two bi- really big runs by uh Smith, I think uh number number 4. Yeah, Abram Smith had two big runs one was 70 yards so he went ran for 218 yards 23 carries 218 yards three touchdowns let me read you these passing stats jordan tamu his return to st louis 12 for 18 90 yards 90 yards so this is clearly just the running team clearly I told you our passing game was mid, but yet we're undefeated. Passing game's mid. Passing defense is mid, but undefeated. They're undefeated. They're 5-0 because oh, I'm telling you, they force turnovers, and they, play, and they play bend but don't break defense. They had a few goal line stands. They had a few short yarder stands. That were critical. A.J. McCarron threw for 236 yards. I told you our passing defense was mid, but, of course, we forced the turnover. We forced the interception. And there was a huge fumble that we, you know, took advantage of in that game too. So, man, they keep forcing turnovers and keep running the ball. We're going to win the whole thing. Can't stop us. D.C. defenders, baby. You got to love it. This man ran for 200 yards. Unbelievable. Now, this Roughnecks defense supposed to be the best defense we played. Um, We'll see. They got to stop the run, obviously. They're going to have to make us pass the ball, t- clearly. The only team that really made us do that was Seattle, and we still won. So, yeah. Y'all in trouble. Five and zero. Got the best team in the league. Got the best fans in the league. This looked like the DC defender season. I do not want to see this end in disappointment. But for now, we got Houston on Monday night, and I am pumped. I am pumped. Speaking of Houston, I guess I got I, I got to talk about this. Houston choked against Miami. Alabama choked against San Diego State. What in the world? All these number one seeds played like broke boys. And the Houston Alabama games weren't even close. 538, Kim Palm, throw it out the window. It's over. I don't even know what life is. Florida Atlantic's in the Final Four, and UConn's clearly the best team. I was like, I knew the analytics did like UConn. They were I guess, at best, top five in these analytics, like ESPN Plus and all that and 538, Kim Palm. They were at least in an Elite Eight team. Now they're looking like clearly the best team, and I'll be shocked if they lose. But these number one seeds were a joke, Two of them didn't even make it to the sweet sixteen, and then the the top two Alabama and Houston, they got dominated Brandon miller three for nineteen <laughs> I can't even say anything else man man i I gotta get out of here on that note, man. I don't even know why I play bracket games man the the joint where I put five dollars on with my uh with some of my college friends. The one guy that picked UConn, he was already running away with the bracket pool. Now he's gonna run away and hide because UConn's about to win the whole thing. So good for him in advance. All my Final Four is out, so I'm done. But it is what it is, man. Anyway, for real now, man. Goatleveltees.com. Telling you, one of these days is gonna turn up. It's never too late to get on the bandwagon, so you already know that I'm out. Peace. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Goat Level Podcast. Make sure you share, subscribe, and get money.